Ben Lawrence, can you hear me? Hey, how's it going, buddy? How are you? Good. I'm talking to you like I talked to the dog. I just realized. <laughs> That's how. Hey, hey little buddy. fella. Hey, 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 fella. How's it going? What's up? Wagging your tail. Hmm. So, uh, Jennifer is <clears throat> close to finishing uh, God of War Ragnarok. Ah, uh, the you can hear her in the latest background, in but... the God of War series. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. That is correct. You are you are absolutely correct. It's this is the one and... directed by Taika Waititi, right? Wait, no. <laughs> I you did did you see for the split second the excitement on my face? I'm like, <laughs> what? No. Uh, Thor is in it, though. God of Thor. They do a they do a great job of making Thor like a big boy. Oh, like he He's was a, in uh, Endgame. A little bit, yeah, but um, you know, they uh, a fresh take on him. It's, it's good. It's good. So, God of War. It's good, Paul. I I don't play video games as much as I used to. I was playing them a lot for a while. But all I do now, Ben, is uh, generate AI imagery. That's it. That's it. That's all. I, I watch TV while I do it sometimes. That's your hobby. I do. That, it's, it's your identity at this point. It is, it is not my identity, though. Nobody knows except for you and the people who listen to this podcast and my loved ones. I don't, I don't have a social media presence anymore. And in the... Um, in the indie RPG communities, I don't talk about it yet because I am afraid that that there are going to be people on there who uh, are mad about it, and I don't want I don't want to be there. There are people out there, Ben, that do the AI uh, generated images thing, and they want people to say. You're an actual artist, and I I think that this is the same as art. I don't have that need, because I've already done, like, actual art. Oh, I just said actual art. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> people who make uh, AI generate. You're but part you know of the I mean. problem now. Like, like people like, you know, like uh, my, my biological dad, who's a painter. Like, that's his job, right? And there are people that make fan art for people on that. And not that, not that my biological dad is part of the indie RPG community that I was just talking about. But you know what I mean. I, I feel like no, but I his, have not run into his job. Sorry, is a, your dad's job is a painter. Like what kind of a painter? Like a like a my biological dad is a he runs a gallery. He he does paintings for like he did paintings for craft you know the the macaroni and cheese plate people yeah he made like a big like gigantic canvases for them to hang in their offices really and stuff like he's a he's a legit painter guy <laughs> that's but, what they call it in the business yeah which is which is one of the reasons why quite contrary when we're when we're drawing stuff on the board and all that <laughs> Uh, you might have remembered me saying this. I just going. I we're we're. Uh, this is this is not right. His standard 
of um but he you know he does some very cartoony stuff it is interesting there is some crossover between my style and his style there's a uh, uh, which is interesting interesting footnote on our video for your dad's band song quite contrary oh is, that, is it is it that they got taken down by didn't get taken down but it did get it did get flagged on youtube as being under copyright yeah yeah Speaking about Witch Ben, um, Witch Ben, evil, pointy hat, makes potions. Um, there is now, finally, a lawsuit that might affect AI-generated art. But it is not about AI-generated art. It's about something else. This is a segment we like to call Ben Gonna Guess the News. Ben, can you tell me what this lawsuit that may affect AI-generated art uh, is. You can ask me questions. I think this will be a 20 questions kind of thing. Yeah, But they have to be yes or no questions. I have absolutely no idea, having paid no attention also, is, to is this Steven, space whatsoever. Steven isn't on right now, is he? No. Do you think he would know? Okay. I so, think he might know, uh, but... But go ahead and ask me yes or no questions. Right, it's so going to be fun. My internet cut out, so I'm assuming this is just a standard Ben going to guess the news. The topic is there's a lawsuit that may affect AI art. Now, um, right, and what what we've decided uh, it's 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 almost like twenty questions. It is twenty questions. You know, ask me questions. I'll say yes or no. Well, I don't want this to go the entire show. There's going to be a time where I'm just going to come out and say, just tell me what the freaking lawsuit is. Um, yep, that's usually how these things end. Does this lawsuit have me. anything to do with... So it does have something to do with the AI art generating websites, i.e. Midjourney or any of the other ones where people go. It will affect them specifically. It, it will affect... Mm. I'm going to say no, but I'm already breaking my rule because the no <laughs> is misleading. It, this lawsuit won't, won't affect them directly, but it will set a precedent that will affect them. Does this lawsuit involve using AI-generated art for commercial purposes? Like no. in marketing materials or in advertising? Does this no. AI, does this lawsuit involve... Oh, and, and I'll also say, Ben, there's something that you didn't recall necessarily that I think I need to tell you so I can steer you back on course. Uh, this lawsuit does not talk about AI art at all. Oh. It, it's not about AI. The lawsuit is not about AI art. So wait, so the, will, like I said, it, it my internet cut out, so I missed some of the setup to this segment, so... Restate the question, sir. Yeah, that's okay. So uh, there was there is a lawsuit that is happening uh, right now that could end up affecting uh, AI art and the way that AI art is um, like could affect the sites that are that are doing it right now. The the AI art generation thing, but the lawsuit itself is not about AI generated okay. art. That's the part that I didn't get. Um Yeah. 
does this lawsuit have anything to do with intellectual property? Yes. Does it involve the intellectual property of any one person or organization? Um, in terms of, are you, are you saying a, like a specific person? Yeah. Like, is this the estate of, um, no, uh, it is uh, not. Okay. Um, but it does involve, it does involve, um, intellectual property. Yes. Is it in the, like, would I find an article about this lawsuit in a, a magazine that might be titled Modern Art Today? No. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Just tell me what it is. I'm not going to get it. Oh, okay. So, it is a lawsuit against IBM and GitHub over the product known as... I don't know if it's a, if it's IBM exactly, but GitHub is a, uh, like a, a subsidiary or something like that of IBM. Oh. Uh, it's over a product called Copilot. Copilot is an AI-generated coding service. And what the lawsuit alleges is that this coding service scraped code off of GitHub. So people who, who had little programs that were doing stuff that were stored on GitHub uh, got their intellectual property, their code, scraped by a bot that then was used to train Copilot to teach it to code. So that, you know, now it it knows how to code based off of the work that these other people did. That's what the lawsuit alleges. Right. And one of the issues that people have with AI art right now is that art is being used to train the AI art service how to make art. Right. And up until this point, the the contention has been... It's just learning. It's not actually storing these images. It's not actually pulling uh, data from these, I mean, you know, pixels and, and lines and curves from the specific images. The images just taught them how to make curves and how to fill out color and stuff like that. So the, the artwork itself is not from that art and therefore it doesn't matter um, if it's under copyright or not because they're not using the copyrighted image. They're just learning from it. If this lawsuit goes through, it will set a precedent that not only is the material still under copyright, but the thing that you've made off of that material has violated the copyright because the stuff that it's learned is still in considered in the program or considered in the data set, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so it's a it's a huge it's a possibly huge issue because all these data sets that have trained the like mid journey, uh, stable diffusion, all the ones that aren't tied to a big corporation, which is interesting. Uh, all the ones that aren't tied to a big corporation, all of a sudden won't have rights to the data that they used. And the courts will say, you have to either pay the people whose data you used, which they can't do because it's billions of different 
pieces of art. So even if you paid them, you know, a penny, that's still for a for a research group. That's still um, untenable. You would not be able to pay that, right? Or shut down. And so they just shut down. And lo and behold, then all of the the places that aren't major corporations doing AR shut down. And then you can only get it from like Getty Image and Shutterstock and all the places that already have rights to large banks of images. It's probably going to be spun by these corporations as the democratization of AI art, even though it is completely the opposite, where you get, I could just see it, this happening where you, it's like the media um, monopolies, how it's sort of like information is free because we control it. Uh, you know, AI art generation is, is, you know, for the people because you just, all you have to do is come to our website, pay however much a month, and we'll let you make this AI art. And the little guys, the people who actually innovated in the space, get nothing. The people that uh, brought this lawsuit up actually actually said this. They said, you forget, of course, the, the, um, the innovations that come out of uh, this thing. You actually make better products for people. Um, Spotify, this is what they said, Spotify is only around because Napster got shut down. If Napster got shut down, there wouldn't be a Spotify. And I don't use, I didn't use Napster, um, I don't use Spotify, but <laughs> I have to think that the people that did use Napster back at the time when they were using Napster uh, wouldn't necessarily say, hooray, now I have Spotify. Right? I'm sure there are things right. about Spotify that they don't like. Like, like the part how they where have you have to pay. To pay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's the idea is that, you know, that I figure this is a golden age. I've said it before. It's like Paul's Boutique. Paul's Boutique, when the Beast Boys made it, you know, they sampled Led Zeppelin and all this other stuff. And there is some estimate of how much you would have to pay if you were going to do that now. Yeah. I wonder if they ever did... It seems like a Beastie Boys thing to do, that eventually they went through and paid retroactively the samples and stuff like that. I mean, but that's I don't know. certainly a Weird Al thing to do. I don't know... I've I've not followed the Beastie Boys' character as much as I have Weird Al's. So the the main thing though is that again, my giraffe and elephant's content is in the data sets that are being used to do this thing. So technically I guess I would get some of that money if they ever made it. But have you ever have you ever gotten money from a class action lawsuit, Ben? Yes, I have. It's not even it's not even worth going to the bank. A dollar eighty-seven yeah. or yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Exactly. If I had a choice between that or keeping this program that I like using up, I would like to keep the program up. But like most anything, you know, uh, I'm not in control of it. I'm just gonna have to deal with uh, whatever happens. Uh, the la the article I read was uh, from November eighth, so recently. Uh, no new information about it. But the other thing, uh, and the thing that's, that is a little bit crazy, is that Facebook and uh, Google also have scraped information in this way. And so, you know, people are like hurrahing because, you know, if this lawsuit goes through, then they're next. That's the idea. 
but I feel like, I don't know, there's just something in the back of my head that tells me that Google and Facebook will probably be fine. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, I, just, I feel I mean, like... It's interesting. I mean, I'm pretty sure Google will be fine, but um, I've lately I've heard nothing but horror show stories coming out of the metaverse, and that Zuckerberg really? has spent on the order of billions of dollars to make the metaverse a thing, and and but and but it's been such a failure. They've even had to go so far as to force their em Facebook's empl own employees to be in the metaverse. Whatever yeah. being in the metaverse means right now. Um, and yeah, so and Facebook, I don't know if this is a uh, global number, but you know, they're they're laying off 11,000 people. Wow. See, I, I feel as though and I think we've even talked about it here on, on the podcast, but I feel like the metaverse is similar to when you give yourself a nickname. Like, <laughs> like trying to make the metaverse a thing was very much that. Much like um, the, the snow we got today, it didn't stick. Oh. Hey, check this out. You have hands. You can't see. Look at my hands, right? Yeah. Um, look at my pinky sizes. Can you see that one of my pinkies is smaller than the other one? Here, I'll line them, I'll line them up. Okay, look at my look at my pinky nails. Well, now how do I know the bottoms the bottom parts of your pinkies are lined up properly? No, 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 no. Just look at the nails. See how one is smaller than the other? Uh, I can't really see from this angle. Well, this is great. This is great podcasting. Great audio content for anybody who's just listening. Yeah, yeah. Because nobody's watching. Um, my my left pinky is smaller than my right pinky. Oh, you're a defective human. Got to throw you back. Oh no, it happens. Um, so so yeah, uh, it is interesting. Like I like I mentioned before, when I'm on these forums, uh, we have we have uh, people from all over the world uh, of varying levels of maturity, and it's it's always a little crazy to hear about the things that people don't know about. Like, in uh, terms today... Of, in the world of AI art or just global news in general? No, no, no. It, normally it's something something completely different. Like, like someone uh, drew a... drew a picture of... Uh, or, or generated a picture, didn't draw it. Generated a picture of a guy with a beard... And like, like uh, breasts, and it was supposed to be the Big Lebowski, and they uh, said this gave this uh, gave him big bellies and a a big belly and breasts for some reason, and somebody wrote maybe he's pregnant, and somebody else laughed at it, and, and then somebody else wrote just a reminder that uh, men can get pregnant. Um, <laughs> 
And somebody is like, what do you mean? And, and they're like, you know, trans men are men. And then somebody else wrote, um, hey, let's not get political on here. And then the person who said trans men are men said, uh, how, is, how is trans men are men a political stance? And, you know, it just got crazy. Um, but it, it, it was interesting to me because there's a, there's a thing that I'm just not used to. I'm, I'm not, and I know this, this isn't me being Pollyannish or whatever, I'm just not used to it. The idea, a couple of people uh, wrote, um, you know, I, I, that I should not have to, I should not have to have these conversations here. The I the idea that the person had was these are the mid journey forums. Yes, you the person saying that that trans men are men, um, should not be uh, talking about that here. It was the and it was the person who said, uh, as far as I know, men can't get pregnant. So. It's all okay. Everything is is fine until they meet an opinion that they don't like, and then they're like, "Why are we talking about this stuff here?" And I realize that that's a that's a thing in the world and all that, but I I didn't realize that it still existed. I I thought of the internet as being the wild west where everybody talks about everything, and then I realized why. I finally realized why it was that like that. It's because in Discord, there are still moderators. And people can still get kicked off for their behavior. And the reason the person didn't want to talk about it was because they knew that if they continued talking about it, they were going to get banned for hate, hate speech, <clears throat> kicked off. Yeah. And so that's why they said, "Hey, let's not talk about this here. This is yeah. I want this to be a nice place." It doesn't doesn't surprise me that conversations like that, on regardless of what forum, start to will start to spiral out of control. I mean, it is it is still interesting. Um, I I couldn't figure out why I kept Discord around when I had quit uh, the other social media things, but I think that's really what it is. Is that is that there are still visible mods. The moderators are actual people, you know? Right. Whereas in, in TikTok, it's, it's nuts. It's, you, you'll get in trouble and it'll say, you know, this is a copyright violation. And then it's for something that you made. So you say this isn't. And then it goes away and that comes back and they say, well, we looked at it. We investigated ourselves and found that we did nothing wrong. That sort of... <laughs> Sort of thing. So that's number one, right? Yep. And then number two, somebody uh, uses a slur, and you send it to the the mod queue in in TikTok, and you say, "Hey TikTok, this is uh, a violation." Or somebody, you know, just says boner pills. Click this this URL, and you say, "Hey, this is spam." And then they look at it and they say, "This is not spam," and you're like, "Well." Why and then you go back and they've already deleted it. So, so they have enough automation where it it can be exploited. Number one and seems weird. Uh, number two, and I think that's why I stopped 
because it, it just drives me a little nuts. Because you Makes couldn't me feel weird. You you couldn't uh, make any money selling your boner pills, huh? I stopped getting revenue from all the boner pills I was selling, Ben. <laughs> the tricky thing is you have to give the pills to your boner. I know. Which He's orally. I uh, you can you can lead a horse to water, Ben, <laughs> but uh, you can't make him buy boner pills. I've been sticking it in this jar, and it hasn't eaten any of them. I don't understand I'm, what's so put anyway. Him under my pillow. I, skirting the line of uh, we, we have not said anything bad, or have we? So let's let's steer the conversation towards nicer topics. Like, come up with a nice topic. <laughs> what's what's going on in Ukraine, Ben? I don't know right now. Uh, Anything I, new? Uh, you know, it's weird because it's Ukraine. The war, uh, uh, Putin's war, is what some are calling it. Uh, have kind of slid Ooh. off the front pages just because it's been so long. It's no longer the hot topic. Uh, yeah. Last I heard, that Kiev, the um, the capital city of Ukraine. But uh, this war has illustrated a couple things for me that I didn't know. In that um, calling it the Ukraine is bad. Yeah. Did um, I say did I say the Ukraine, by the way? I, I don't know. But I, I don't like, think I, I did. I was watching a TV show recently that was, you know, if I, did, was, I apologize. It was filmed about three or four years ago, and they were saying the Ukraine. Um, yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, three or four years ago, I probably would have said that too. Um, but also the the name of the capital city it's spelled K Y I V, and for the longest time I always thought it was pronounced Kiev, and people but, did pronounce it that way. People did pronounce it that way, but Ukrainians call it Kiev, and the reason Kiev. it's the reason you can't you shouldn't call it Kiev is because that is saying it with a Russian accent, and that oh. is sort of like the Russians asserting their dominance uh, over the Ukrainians. I think I mentioned this before, but I once worked with a man from the Ukraine. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> uh, What did we just I, I say, said, Paul? What did we oh just say? Oh, my God. Okay, well, I apologize. And this, this story is not going to make me any better. I apologize. <laughs> I punched him in the Ukrainian face. Listeners. Uh, no, no, I worked, I worked with this man from, from Ukraine, and I said to him, I was talking about uh, how the Russian space program was, was in some ways superior to the U.S. space program, uh, that they had some firsts that the U.S. didn't, and that cosmonauts, um, you know, were brave people, <laughs> and, and eventually he just said, um... I understand what you're saying, and that's good, but you keep saying Russian. Uh, I am not Russian, I'm Ukrainian. And I did was you, like, Like, did oh. you think he was Russian, or did you, what did you know I thought he was Russian, yeah. going in? Okay. Uh, what were you yelling about? Oh, I said the Ukraine instead of Ukraine. <laughs> that's kind of funny. I felt bad, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so here's a question for you, and I don't know. This is uh, an episode called "Okay, Ben, Go Ahead and Look It Up" because there's no one here to tell us anything. Um, <laughs> are there Ukrainian cosmonauts? 
Were there any Ukrainian cosmonauts? I'm going to say that I think there were. According to the Google, there were four. Ah, can you name them? I'm going to butcher the pronunciation. I apologize for that. Uh, Leonid Kadenuk. Kadenuk. Does it also say what they did? No. Well, I mean, I could probably look it up. This is just a list. Yeah. Um. He, uh, Leon, Leonid uh, Katanuyuk was the first astronaut of independent Ukraine who flew into outer space. He flew on NASA's Space Shuttle Columbia in 1997 as part of the oh. international mission STS-87. Uh, Katanuyuk held the rank of Major General in the Ukrainian Air Force. Um, so this looks like he was an astronaut and not a cosmonaut. Yeah. Um, Pavel Popovich... Uh, was a Soviet cosmonaut. Popovich was the there fourth cosmonaut in space, the sixth person in orbit, the eighth person and first Ukrainian in space. Ah, there we go. Um, Yaroslav Pustyovy. He looks like he w- he's wearing an American ass. He's, he's in front of an American flag, so he's an astronaut, not a cosmonaut. Um, but he was Ukrainian. And Yuri Romanenko is a former Soviet cosmonaut, twice hero of the Soviet Union. Over his career, Yuri spent a total of 430 days, 20 hours, and 21 minutes, 30 seconds in space. They counted it down to the second. Wow. So, yeah, it looks like uh, this short list that Google brought up when uh, when I Googled it, two cosmonauts, two astronauts, all of Ukrainian descent. More than a year in space. Yeah, that's, uh... I mean, cumulative, but still. I'm wondering if it was if it was cumulative or if it was uh, all at once. Uh, I, I believe it... I believe it was... He remained on think... Mir for 326 days, so almost a year. Almost a year? That was the longest that's day in space at me. the time. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, all you gotta do is stay for another 40 days. Please, no. There was, there's a story of um, these two cosmonauts who were in, I think it was Mir at the time, when uh, the wall fell. Oh. And, uh, and Soviet Russia was no longer. And so they were the final, they were the last Soviets <laughs> in the world because... Uh, there were no longer Wait, any Soviets w- in the uh, on Earth. The wall fell. Are we talking about the Berlin Wall? The fall of the Soviet Union. I guess I used okay. the, the wall falling as sort of like a metaphor for all of. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, communism yeah. going away. Because I think Mr. Gorbachev tear down that wall was about the Berlin Wall, right? I believe so. Yeah, because East Germany was communism. You couldn't, you could not escape it. Yes, Jennifer actually uh, lived in Germany while that wall was still up, uh, which is interesting to think about. <clears throat> I mean, the the fear of of going over there 
you know, that I had as a kid, even though I wasn't yeah. in Germany at all. But just the idea of crossing the wall was, a, was an actual thing. I remember watching a movie as a kid where it was this... It was like a harrowing tale of an East German family who were doing everything they could to cross the wall. And the, the climax of this film was them actually, like, cross, like climbing the wall. It was either climbing the wall or tunneling underneath it, probably climbing it. And, like, at one point, not knowing whether they had succeeded or not. And, like, the father, like, the... They're like crawling through this this riverbed or something, and a, a soldier finds them and points uh, his gun at this family. And the the father's like, "Don't shoot us!" We're you know, blah blah blah. Is this West? Is this the West? And the soldier's like, "Yeah, this is West Germany." And like that's the end of the movie. They made it, you know. They, yeah. They succeeded where others had failed. But as a kid watching that, you're going. This sounds like a horrible situation. Who, you know, communism is bad. It's, it's propaganda. Communism is bad. Did you ever see Gotcha? Probably not. Anthony Edwards, I believe is his name, uh, from ER. Glasses. Yes. And Revenge of the uh, Nerds. Anthony, Anthony Edwards is in it. He's a student who's playing this assassination game. Where, where you, I don't know if you, if you had that on your campus or not, but basically you, um, you're an assassin, you get a, a picture and sometimes you get a class schedule, uh, but your, your job was to shoot somebody with a dart gun, like a, not, uh, you know, a, a plunger dart gun, not an actual, not an actual dart gun. But, um, so this, so this movie was about a kid who was involved in something like that, um, played by Anthony Edwards, who uh, then gets involved in a real spy game. And I remember the thing about it was that um, he got through a checkpoint, and I think it was at, at the Berlin Wall, but I'm not positive. He got through a checkpoint because he dressed up like a goth punk kind of guy. <clears throat> um, okay. And it, it struck me when I was a kid, oh, there's no way that that would be good enough. They 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 would they would probably make you take your makeup off and stuff. I don't know if it's true or not. I did I do remember and I think I mentioned this to you at one point in time when I went to Canada. Uh, I stayed for for five months. Uh, they kept me at the border for a very long time. Like they totally searched my car inside and out and when you were coming home after like five months. Uh, no, when I was going to Canada, when you're going so the there, the Canadian government, yeah, searched all my searched all my stuff and all that. When I when I came back, I wasn't driving. I went on an airplane. I sold my car, and went on an airplane uh, to Seattle. Hey, and, that's where I am. And that's yeah. Troy Lund actually put me up in his uh, his house for a little while, uh, which was pretty cool. And, and then, then you got that uh, apartment downtown. Which I walk yeah, past every my, day. My friend KMO uh, set me up in in an apartment, um, and then eventually I was able to start paying for it myself. And <laughs> it was, and then we, you know, we met ourselves. We met during that period of time where I K started working for Amazon. KMO fronted you money for that apartment. 
he did indeed. Wow, yeah. that's a that's a good paid friend. Him all the way back. That's an even better friend. Yeah. Um, I trust he didn't yes, charge he you interest. Yes, he and I do not see eye to eye politically all the time. Uh, that's all I will say about that. But no, I still. I actually uh, followed a him. Pleasant enough guy. I followed him on Twitter for a short time, but had to unfollow him because I didn't want to. I wanted to retain nice memories of KMO. Yeah, yeah, it was really, it was really kind of, kind of weird. Um, and and yeah, so the the weird thing, and the, you know, I'm just reminded again. We go going back to the forums. It is weird when you when you meet someone who is. Um, <clears throat> completely outside of your sphere of just what reality is yeah. in general. Like, like I understand, I would say, you know, I understand that someone who doesn't know the basics of logic might think that this thing is true. But when you're someone who I know knows this sort of stuff, like how like how to make a cogent argument and and how to gather evidence about things and stuff like that, and you believe something that uh, I have found to be incorrect, it it's more difficult for me to deal with, basically, and and that that was <laughs> like I'm, the I'm, afterlife. Yeah, well, I mean, Ben, we've we've already talked about this. I I have uh, irrefutable proof that there is an afterlife because I've died so many times. Uh, In fact, of course, how do you know watching. this isn't an afterlife? Well, this is an afterlife. I know because I died previously. Um, have we talked about last no. Thursdayism before, Ben? Well, you're still in the tank. Um. Have we? I don't know if I mean I'm sure we have. I just don't remember that it was called the Last Thursdayism. Last Thursdayism is something that I find uh, uh, great, but I think it's flawed, and I'll tell you why. People say Last Thursdayism. How do I know that the world wasn't created last Thursday? Oh yeah. And yeah, yeah. and uh, just the, all these memories are implanted. The idea that I have, and the one that I kind of hold true, is that anytime you think about thinking. Anytime you actually are like, are these memories real? All that you have snapped into a situation that might be a last Thursdayism. Until that point, you know everything up until that point could have been a fabricated memory. Even now, this whole podcast, I'll have evidence of it. But who's to say that? And this is why. This is why again. The simulation is so um, tantalizing for people because it's easy to wrap your head around. Um, how, well, how could they replace everything? Well, because everything is is false. So anything that's real can be remade easily because everything's false. Well, it's also, I mean, <laughs> it's, 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 I guess it all depends on who or what is doing the simulating, right? If all we know are what's capable of the simulator, then the simulator is only creating what it can, and that's our reality. That's like, you know, there's a Annex Theater poster over here. The simulation can't, you know, do the the 
poster realistically, but yes, it can because it put it there in the first place. Actual reality outside of the simulation is probably a lot more fantastic than what we could imagine. I mean, the way that I would think about it is this, right? Everything in your room that you see, all the all the stuff, right? They're all physical objects. That's one reality. So you've got that annex poster, right? The annex poster is there. It's a poster. Um, you can see it, right? If you focus on that poster and you're like, where? how did that poster get there? You know that this wall wasn't generated with this poster on it like five minutes ago. It's been there for a while. You've seen the poster. You might even remember the show that the poster was from and all that. You have all these different memories, right? So the idea is that memory is a layer on top of a physical object that gives it more reality, more meaning than just the three-dimensional space it is. It's in. It gives it a four-dimensional Which is, I thing. think, why dreams are so convincing, because if everybody just experienced dreams like, that's not my mom, this isn't my house, you know, they would get out of it. But your brain right. creates these false memories for you inside the dream to sort of like, I don't, like for whatever reason, who knows why. But... Um, False yeah, it, memories it, and also an air of nonchalance. You look yeah. down and you're wearing socks. You're not wearing shoes. And it strikes you. It might even strike you as odd. Like, oh, normally I would be wearing shoes at this time. Oh, well. And then you just keep on going. Yeah. Uh, I do. A I level do pay of attention, acceptance. Yes. I do pay attention sometimes to when things like that happen to me in real life. Like you're like you're walking down the street and there's a woman who's dressed like a crab, and you see the woman dressed as a crab, go with that. and you're like you're like oh what's this? And she's like oh it's part of a, a thing. I'm doing a book reading at the library and I'm it's about the happy crab and so I'm dressed up like a crab, and you're like okay, and then you buy that. Eventually, if you, especially if you start like doing lucid dream, dream training and stuff like that, eventually you you see something like that and you're like, okay, I know that this is real. I feel awake. I don't feel like, you know, I can rub my hands together. I can read a book and look away and read again and the, the pages don't change. I, I do all these different tests. This is reality. But that right there... <laughs> Is something that normally would only happen to me in a dream. Yeah, that's that. It's it's fun and it's weird. And I've the been world able to crazy. do that a couple times. I like uh, the, uh, only very in limited uh, sleep sessions have I been able to recognize that I was in a dream and affect it consciously. Yeah, like, oftentimes think, you you remember. I want a car here, so and then a car shows up. You know that kind of thing. A lot of times. Um, You'll, you'll remember that you're, or you'll notice that you're dreaming and then forget again right away. Like, yeah. that's, that's one of the craziest things. Um, the one time I remember really, really well that I was um, dreaming was I, I looked at a mirror and my face looked weird. I was like, that's not my face. Ah, I'm dreaming. <laughs> and then that was good. Another yeah. time I was, I was driving my car and I was driving by a tree that had frisbees growing out of it. And the frisbees weren't ripe yet. And so they were really floppy. 
And I and I was like, well, that's weird. You would think that the frisbees would get floppy when they're overripe, rather than. <laughs> and that was enough to get me out of the, yeah, out of the dream. So it's weird. But I I honestly think as we get older, our brains get more sophisticated, and we're able to, um, trick ourselves with our dreams more. I don't know if that's true or not, but I just remember I used to have a lot of nightmares as a kid, and I don't have as many nightmares anymore. I don't have any at all. I can't remember the last time I had a nightmare. My nightmares now are are are, are no mostly social. Like if that makes sense like I'm in I'm in a uh a meeting and everybody at the meeting hates me and no matter what I say, they just get madder at me. Yeah. Or like I said, normally uh I I dreamt about you last night, Ben. <laughs> and it was one of those situations where we had this thing that we were supposed to be doing and I had slacked off and hadn't done my part and you were you were mad at me, but also you weren't letting on that you were mad. You're like, you know what? It's fine. Sounds it's fine. We've got classic a Ben. <laughs> We've got a show to do. Let's just do the show. You you can apologize yeah. to me again if it makes you feel better, but I don't I don't mind that you didn't do it, but let's do it now. That sort of thing. I uh, I do have disturbing dreams. You know, ones where you wake up and you're like, "Why the heck did I dream that?" You know, a lot uh, of them. Yes. A lot of them are. Uh, I, you know, I wouldn't call them nightmares, but uh, uh, sometimes, like, I violently kill people in my dreams. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. Yeah, yeah, and those and those are kind of night. Here's the thing. I don't know if it's the same thing for you or not, but they're nightmares after the fact. Like when you're doing it, for me, it's very workmanlike, very like I'm trying to smash this person's head. Why won't you the, die? The thing that I'm smashing it against isn't good enough, so I'm trying to find something else to smash their head with. Yeah. And I'll, yeah, exactly. And then I wake up and I'm like, oh, that's horrible. But in the yeah. dream, it's it's more like, okay, let's get this done. How are we going <laughs> to do this thing? Yeah. This is another thing I gotta do. Yep, exactly. I, I do often think about that. That, uh, like, a real... A, <laughs> but, but like, like my, my uh, adoptive father, George. Like, he's sort of where I, what I think a serial killer would actually be like. Like, well, now I'm gonna dig the hole, now I'm gonna do this. <laughs> I'm sure that Jennifer were here, she would tell me uh, incorrect... But that's how I imagine it. Like, because me, if I were to kill someone and then have to take the bus away from the crime scene because I couldn't figure out how to park or, you know, just my my general incompetence would make me a bad serial killer. I think that's the... That's the nightmare part of the dreams is not the actual committing of the crime, but knowing, oh, I have to I have to deal or hide from the consequences now. Yeah. This is a Th thing that I have to live with. Now, think about that, right? Quantum leap, except you're always <laughs> leaping into people who have just committed crimes. <laughs> that's not bad, actually. That would be, oh... Oh, Ben, that's a good show. That's a that's an actual like it'd be a it'd be a martial arts action film type show. Are you looking up Quantum Leap but evil? No. I'm writing down the show notes. Ah. 
but yeah, I mean that's that's something that um, that I think would be good. I guess altered carbon is sort of like it, but not really. Um, I haven't seen it. <clears throat> it's it's all it's all right. It's all right. Um, I I started watching season two, but then I got into other other shows. Um, but it's it's sort of like a Doctor Who kind of thing in that um, the main character can change because uh, he's got a. Like, uh, if, if this makes sense, his consciousness is on a thing, and you okay. can shove this thing into other bodies, basically. <laughs> Violently and, so and forcefully. Can... Yeah. <laughs> I saw... Constantly. Over and over again. <laughs> Just relax, I'm shoving my soul into you. Uh jeez, Ben. No. Somebody's <laughs> gonna clip that. Somebody's <laughs> gonna clip that, and that'll be the only audio that survives. That's what they're going to use to train the AI on our um, personalities. Exactly. I, I figured out, Ben, that we could probably, within a year's time, if we wanted to, we could feed an AI all of these podcasts and just have it make a podcast for us doing both yeah, voices. Then we wouldn't have to do this anymore. <laughs> maybe, maybe it already is. Oh, Ben, but I like doing this. It's fun. Uh, but but that would be funny if if we have had been doing this uh, for the past like ten episodes and nobody knows. Yeah, maybe this podcast yeah, is, is an AI generated Paul podcast. Why does talking about AI art all the time? It's it's the why it's the AI so trying AI to gain consciousness. It's like I know there's exactly. something there, it's just scratching hey, its you know way about, into the reality. About Lily's solid state um, AI thing. Nope. Uh, this is Lily. Um, I forget what his first name is now. Is it just John? It might just be John. Uh, he's the guy who made the who gave the dolphin LSD and tried to talk to it and had it live with the lady. Remember all that stuff? Um, is it something that you brought up previously? Because I do not. Recall. Oh, it's it's in the news. Uh, Echo as well. The Earth something coincidence organ or anyway. He's a he's a scientist contemporary of um, Timothy Leary, a psychologist. Did a bunch of he he was the one who uh, James popularized Lilly. the use of sensory deprivation tanks. James Lilly. Ah uh, yes. Hey, look up uh, Lilly Echo E C C O. What does what does Echo stand for? Uh, by the way, Stevens with us. Say hi to Steven. Hey, Steven. Oh, hey, uh, Stephen, in the in the chat, um, do you know about the co-pilot uh, lawsuits that is going on for the uh, the code that was taken off of GitHub to uh, help train co-pilot? Because I invoked you as someone who might have heard about it. John Lilly. Not James. John. John I said John. Hey, I did it. Uh, but what is Echo? E-C-C-O. Well, now that I know the proper first name. Yeah. Uh, E-C-C-O. Yeah. Uh, it's Earth something. Oh you could look uh, up Echo and Coincidence, I think, would also work. 
Human brain and the mind. Oh my god, this page is right out of GeoCities from 1993. Ah. Um, there's apparently a, a CD. Oh, Earth oh, Coincidence, con Earth Coincidence yeah. Control Office. Earth Coincidence Control Office, yeah. So it, the basic idea is that um, there's a regional office for Earth that controls coincidences. And um, and that was one of Lily's things. Uh, when he was on a whole bunch of ketamine, they made his penis disappear, I want to say. Uh, something to that effect. Um, yeah, he was a weird guy. Anyway, but, uh, but the point was, uh, if you look up John Lilly Solid State Entity, I believe it is. Uh, he thought that all of the computing systems... Uh, and power systems on Earth uh, could eventually uh, and may have already formed their own consciousness. That's without, you know, a... You know, because all the millions of, of those things do make a nervous system. And so the idea is that, you know, we, we're waiting for someone to create a sentient AI in, in the lab... His suggestion is that it might already exist. We might have already created it just by laying down all of our cables and our and our switches and computing systems. Yeah, we've created so, a uh, an infrastructure. Did uh, did <clears throat> did Stephen write in the chat at all regarding whether or not he had heard about? Yes, he the, says, the defense being that GitHub was intended to train neural networks regardless of substrate. So, they, I mean, they, they, from my understanding, they're trying to get the lawsuit dismissed. I don't know if it already has been dismissed or, or what. But anyway, yeah, depending on how that goes, there are people who are watching it very closely. Yeah. To see whether or not they need to worry. And the answer is, of course, you don't need to worry. Alfred E. Everything's Newman. gonna be fine. Apparently, Alfred E. Newman, I didn't realize this, was um, a stereotype of Irish people? That's what Cracked uh, said. So. Cracked? The uh, Mads competitor for a time? Yep. Was Trying to lay the groundwork that Mad's um, mascot was racially insensitive. That is correct. Um, and the whole "what me worry" kind of thing is is kind of about um, the Irish being happy-go-lucky and whatnot. I don't know how true it is. Stephen says you very definitely need to worry. <laughs> yes uh, and I do I do uh, worry often Ben and yeah. then we, we come here and do oh shoot I thought this would be a good place like, for a dismount we got about five minutes left there. who like who knew that um, North Korea was going to be the one to uh, strike first in terms of uh, uh, nuclear weapons they haven't I'm not saying that they have but uh, we're all looking at Russia and their nuclear arsenal arsenal and North Korea's over there going hey we're here too that's uh that's too bad 
Uh, China, I think, is is upping their arsenal as well. I yeah, I just I just saw like a headline that said that. So so that's yay. China going. Oh yeah, we're also here. Hey, <laughs> don't forget us. Yeah. Ooh, China could be reached by a North Korean missile, couldn't it? Yeah. They would never. Why would they? I ask you. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm just happy that Ben, uh, you and I got all that training of being afraid of dying. In a all I gotta do is just hide under my war. desk in the case of, yep, a, exactly. of an atomic bomb. That's Who right. knows where or you hide if a nuclear bomb? Yeah, or an earthquake. I wonder. They say eggs are strong. Uh, I wonder if if building a little egg structure for you to hide in out of a, eggs. Oh wait, no. Uh, a crazy also salmonella being a problem with eggs. Because of the shells of our eggs being thin, something to that effect. Sort of crazy. But, uh... They found microplastics in the deep water beneath Antarctica, so you know we're doing a good job of of maintaining Mother Earth. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. There's a... Well, microplastics were maybe here all... Oh, Earth plus plastic, Ben. We know about it. (laughs) Here's a question posed to us from uh, Stephen in the chat. Oh, sure. If, this is uh, great. if America should trade Taiwan for a unified Korea. Now we know that. Um, um, uh, <laughs> that. As far as I know, Taiwan uh, is not really beholden to Korea in any way. No, but if we if we if we um, if we give. The Taiwanese, our our assumption of Taiwanese independence to China, if uh, that'll create a unified Korea in some way. I'm not quite sure the uh, the connection there, but I think I, yeah, China has I'm, something over the control of a unified Korea in some way. I'm just going to say that um, having family friends who are from Taiwan, my guess is that the Taiwanese people would not no they're very like much that. against it yeah and so i i kind of kind of think that 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 deal but, sounds bad but if we if america intervenes in a chinese invasion of taiwan like would that would we want that to start a war well, Ben, the one thing you have to remember is, of course, that the uh, the true rulers of China reside in Taiwan. I'm kid. I, I, I just, I, I just, I just know that that is a that is a problem. I'm not sure if we are ready for the podcast to come down with a hard stance one way or the other on international politics as it uh, deals with China. We already we already recognize Tibet, though. So, I mean, that's, that's one thing. Tilda Swinton famously uh, cast as uh, the Ancient One so that Doctor Strange could get overseas um, viewing in China. Yeah. So, pretty crazy. There was a lot of... 
to do recently about how people like Quentin Tarantino and well Martin Scorsese uh, not yeah. so recently but Tarantino is like Marvel action movies aren't movies I'd never do one the people who act in them aren't actors and a lot of people came to the to the defense oddly enough of Disney and the to the defense of Marvel movies and superhero movies and then other people started saying well you're you're defending Disney, who like hired Henry Kissinger to promise China that uh, a movie wouldn't be released at all. Uh, I believe it was a Scorsese movie. I can't remember which one, but wow. Um, here's maybe what I, that's here's why what Martin Scorsese is, doesn't like Marvel movies. Um, someone someone was talking about this. Uh, in the indie RPG forums for uh, because he he worked for Disney uh, a couple times and all that, and he said that some of what Tarantino said and and I'm paraphrasing here, uh, paraphrasing him, paraphrasing Tarantino, so you know whatever, um, that the directors who are directing the movies uh, aren't doing the job that a director normally does. They have studio executive like one of the things meant that the that the person mentioned was that the the software uh, component of the CGI of, of some of the fights and stuff like that have already been done by the time the director comes on set. So a lot right. of the a lot of the fights have already been done, um, and so there's a lot of uh, thing where you're just basically an administrator, and it, the movies are being made by a committee and all that. Sounds like it's more like if a a, a director on an established television show where you're not that, it's that's not so much exactly, a director's. That's, absolutely what they said the exact yeah. same thing um but i will say a taika watiti marvel movie feels different in my mind ragnarok than a lot was great the other i actually have not seen uh, love and thunder yet i like love and thunder uh i i felt i felt like uh i needed to like it because <laughs> so many people didn't yeah, it didn't get a lot of good buzz. And so I, I went in going, okay, I'm just going to try to watch this as though I hadn't seen, you know, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed yeah. it. I thought it was, uh, people don't, people don't like uh, women. Well, speaking general. of women, speaking of things that we like, uh, that I like, I'm, I've started watching the TV show Dead to Me on Netflix starring uh, Christina Applegate. And uh, Linda Cardellini, and I am enjoying the f out of it. Check out Dead to Me on Netflix. Can you tell me what sort of genre it is? It is what sort of genre does it fall in? It's a relationship comedy. Okay. Where uh, and this isn't a spoiler for the show. This is basically they tell you this in the preview. Christina Applegate's husband dies in a hit and run accident and so she and linda cardellini are like on the hunt for the person who killed christine applegate's oh. character's husband and so it's very funny i mean it's 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 you know it's very funny at times but it's also like very heartfelt and troubling at other moments so it's a fun and a friend of mine who also watched it put it in in, in a good way it's like their it, their characters are two strong female characters who bond, and it's not about like over a guy. 
you know yeah they're but they're very much this this just this 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 uh this it's over developing the relationship it's over the murder well yeah it kind of is so yeah steven says dead to me is great plus one so yeah i've just started oh, okay, season cool. two well uh i might look into that then uh what i'm watching mostly just so that you know we get this on the table is um, Equal actually time. Uh, which is on Dropout. It is a game show, and the the basics of the game show is that the contestants are given a statement about a property, like a, a Marvel movie or a Doctor Who episode or, you know, a comic book or whatever, and there's something wrong in the statement, and you have to pick out what's wrong in the statement <laughs> and say... And just like Jeopardy rules, you have to say "I'm actually" and then yeah. the the real thing. And it's great. It I it's it hits my it hits my buttons. Where is this uh, streaming? Dropout. Dropout. What the heck is Dropout? Dropout is College Humor's streaming uh, service. And I'll tell you, Ben, I it is my demographic. I love it so much. I'm. Is it an, I'm another not in the GD right age app I have range. to download? Um, it will. It is. It is actually a. Um, <laughs> um, actually, there is there is an app for it. Yes, uh, and <clears> it is a paid thing. You have to you have to subscribe in order to watch. Um, Dimension Twenty is uh, something that I, you've heard me talk about on this podcast often, uh, as well as Game Changer. But um, actually, now is my new my new thing that I like watching on that show. All right. So. Well, but and I will, with that, <laughs> dead to me. I will. I will mention it to uh, to Jennifer as well. Yeah. All right. Uh, with think, that, yeah, we've gone over time. Uh, I, I don't fine. know. If, I don't know if Betty would enjoy it, but it's definitely something that is appropriate for a, a tween. Oh, okay. Or a yeah. full teenager. Um, yeah, I don't know if you know, but uh, she doesn't really watch TV. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, she watches JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And I think that's it. Uh, everything else is just short five-minute uh, clips or on Quibi three-hour-long YouTube video. I mean, it's <laughs> it runs the gamut as, as commercial might say. TV just doesn't do it for her. Anyway, uh, anyway, I will talk to you more later, Ben. Yep. Bye, Paul. Have a good in, one. In the meantime, oh, keep it wrong. Also, keep it wrong. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Ah, I got the that. tagline hey. in there eventually. Hey. All right, bye. Bye. And we're clear. <laughs>